We in here. The stream is up. The audio is going. <laughs> We're here. I'm with my boy Jared Cruz. What's up? What's up? What's up? Um, yeah. We're back. We got something a little special for you today. Um, my boy Jared, he is deep within politics. He, uh, first off, is a Christ follower. Mm. And our intention with this, we are going to break down the Trump speech from the Mount Rushmore July 3rd celebration right now so for you. We personally, both Jared and I, think it was a monumental historical event uh, and, and a fantastic speech that that just basically if and what we want to do from this is first off look at it from an unbiased perspective and try to dissect the truth from it right and um and so that's what we're going to do today um we, this is our third intro so if it seems a little <laughs> like messed up we didn't have audio or we tried to record it the first time didn't have audio this time so um, we are on now. So, um, yeah, so Jared, he, uh, the first time I met him was in a political organization at A&M. Uh, yeah. So you want to tell a little bit more about yourself? Well, yeah. <laughs> so in, in the last intro that we did, <laughs> well, um, we, uh, you know, Bailey was talking about how when he, we first met, he thought I was like this big, like political hotshot or <laughs> something or other. I don't, I don't really know. Yeah. And, uh, I really am not and wasn't back then still. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, I'm definitely getting there. Um, but um, anyways, it's a, it's interesting to, cause we, we haven't become really close friends until recently. And uh, it's interesting to like know of a person for, you know, X amount of years, like four years really. And not even like become good friends. Yeah. Until, well, I know. always just saw you with the suit rocking the presidential oh, pins yeah. And I'm more American flag pin. What some would call <laughs> granola. Granola. I'm, yes. I'm what you call a Jeep you guy. You know what Jeep I'm saying? Guy. So, um, <laughs> but dude, I, I want to allow you to kind of share your heart a little bit more yeah. on this topic. Why you even want to talk about this? Why we're here today? To kind of break this down. Donald Trump is our president, and as Christians, we know that we're supposed to support our leaders and we're supposed to pray for those in leadership and submit to that leadership. Yeah. Um, and it even it, it even talks about, uh, you know, I think Paul is talking the church in Rome and he's basically saying, hey, if this Roman soldier comes over to you and asks for your like sandals, give him mm. your cloak too. you know, mm. give him your, you know, jacket. Like if he asks you to carry something for him for a mile, carry it three miles, mm. you know, it's like that's how we're supposed to lead so it's not mm. we we don't want to come on here to cause division um but we want to come on here just to try to seek truth and really hone in on um how we can have these conversations without yelling at each other <laughs> being like super triggered and it, like right this is this is the united states of america i know right we are in the united states of america the the best country on earth right the for most free sure. country, really. Um, and the truth is, um, we as Christians need to be involved in these conversations. Mm. If we're outside of these conversations, how are we going to shed light? It's so, so important. We want to shed our light and a heart. Um, I want you to share a little bit more of your heart on this yeah. um, topic. Why are we even here today? Yeah, I got you. Uh, just before we start, I guess, um, I can't find it on the YouTube channel, by the way. 
Mm. I'm looking okay. to trying to share it, but anyways, yeah, I I, th- I just want to start by saying that first and foremost, my one and only allegiance is to Christ mm. and is to the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is the most important thing that we can fight for. But I think it's clear in the Bible there there's examples of God, people who God has raised up to be in politics. And uh, those people uh, God has used in the past and still uses today, I believe, um, to implement change in the world, um, not for personal gain, but for glorification of the kingdom and of Jesus. And so I just want to put that out there as being the first and foremost thing on, on my mind when I go to work every day, because I work in politics. And, uh, um, you know, when I'm having a conversation about politics, I just want that to be, I want that to be the number one thing, um, Jesus. And that's the most important thing. But at the same time, God has given me things to fight for and policies that I believe are from God and implement that we should be implementing in order to, uh, honestly live in, in this country in a better way sure. um, and for everybody. How, and how do you balance that? You know, God being the ultimate solution, Jesus yeah. being the ultimate solution, that return, the day of the Lord. How do you balance that with like, because I think a lot of people have this problem is when you start talking about the day of the Lord, they get mad at you. They're like, mm. but we have to do something. <laughs> it's like, I, I think so. I think yeah. I think we do need to move and, and be the, the light of the world and the kingdom of God. But like, how do you balance that, and, and how do you think about that? Yeah, it's really hard, especially because, I, I mean, I get paid to do politics. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I mean, um, and I guess, you know, it's the same as any other job where it's like a balance. You just have to, like, figure out, okay, how much time am I giving to work versus how much time I'm giving to, to my church and, and furthering the kingdom, how much money I'm giving to my church or, or to other th- other things or causes. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I work with volunteers and we specifically focus on registering voters, which is an honorable and really important, um, effort to, to, uh, to growing, growing what we do. And, um, and some, I've had a couple of my volunteers call me and they're like, man, I really want to do something about all the stuff that's going on. Um, like what can we do? Yeah. And, the folks that I tell this to that they are also believers in Jesus, but I tell them like we can do what we've been called to do, but what's going to be the, the supernatural thing that that's going to put us over the edge. Mm. That's going to bring, bring Christ coming back. That's going to turn hearts to Jesus is prayer. I mean, that's, Mm. that's all we can do, you know, Mm. and just have a heart for God and everything that we do when we see somebody at the grocery store and just, Give them the smile that shows them Jesus. Yeah. Or being kind on driving while driving on the highway. Or, I mean, you pretty much name it. Um, yeah. We can show Jesus in everything that we do. Well, and I think so. a big part of why we should be in politics as Christians, mm-hmm. um, and, and it should be up, by the way, now, because I think it was private looking, before, yeah. okay. um, is that there fundamentally there is policies that could be passed that are immoral yeah right yeah that's it's um, true there could be right and i think in our current political climate our current world climate mm. there's a lot of confusion a lot of deception on what truth is 
And I think a big part of um, setting that standard for what truth is, Mm. is uh, part of what the church is supposed to be, standing up for the truth. Whether that is if you get hated or if you get murdered, like you see it in the New and the Old Testament. Uh, and you know the the perfect example is the apostles, the people that followed Jesus. People didn't really like them, mm. and, and people didn't like what Jesus had to say. And ultimately, is the truth, right? Yeah. And it will remain the truth. And and it's and just because we believe as people that something is okay, mm. doesn't mean it is actually That's okay. So true. You know, it's not objective. I mean, it's not subjective. It's, it's objective, objective truth. Yeah. yeah. I think it's so important. And it's actually funny that you mentioned that because one of, one of my buddies that I'm texting, he's probably watching right now, Nathan Neal. Um, he talks about, uh, he put something on Facebook and we were talking about this, this, that this last week. And just the fact that as believers, especially, we have to believe that there's objective truth mm. that we can't just decide one every single day when we get up. Well, I think this is true today. No, that's not how it works. There is objective truth Mm. that truth we believe as followers of jesus is found in the bible Mm. and uh, is amplified by the holy spirit in our our hearts and minds and uh, that objective truth is so important to as a to use it as a precept to view the world yeah because if you don't have objective truth then you can't really see the issues that we are facing right now we can't really see them in kind of what you were talking about mm. in a manner that is, I don't know, reflective of the heart of God. So do you feel like part of the issue or maybe the issue itself? And I think Ravi Zacharias had a mm. lot to say on this, but I think he even mentioned this is probably, this is kind of quoting him is that as society throws out objective truth or objective morality, comes in the destruction of society itself absolutely and why do you think that's the case and how do we (laughs) i mean i I think it all comes down to that holy spirit move right but how do we convince someone that is so underneath this veil of deception that thinks that everything is subjective that reality itself is is subjective and we can decide whatever we want i could decide i'm a kitty cat yeah, you know, like <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> I identify as a kitty cat. You know, it's like because it makes me feel good. You know, it's like how do we convince people, or you know, are we supposed to convince people yeah. that like objective moral standards are a thing without the belief in God? Is that do you think yeah. one comes without another, or objective morality ultimately leads to God? Yeah, I, I, I this is actually something I'm struggling with right now. Okay. <laughs> so I'm trying to, I'm trying to learn and. And kind of have a better answer for you. But I, I, I just want to go back to, I think that th- where we are now has been rooted in ultimately a rejection of God um, mm. on, a, on, a, on a, you know, rudimentary level. Um, and I mean, it goes <laughs> back like probably like 200 years. Um, and I mean, it goes back to the I mean, beginning yeah, of time. Yeah, no, 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 it definitely <laughs> does. But I guess far, I was, I was saying more yeah. in like our our uh, postmodern context, sure, 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 sure. Um, it's definitely rooted in about 200 years ago. And we, I could do, like I said this earlier, so, but we could do podcasts just, we could do a podcast just on that issue. So I want, I want, before, so, before we, before we get into the video, because everybody's here to see the breakdown yeah, of yeah. this speech 
um, which we, we're going to do it objectively and we're going to do it with love. Um, but before we do, I, I want you to maybe break down a couple of definitions, right? Mm. Uh, the first one being, um, what is Marxism? Hmm. <laughs> and why is it important to understand not just the definition of that specific word, yeah. but of the ideologies mm-hmm. that come behind it and where those ideologies have led 100% of the time in sure. historical context? Yeah, so this this could be literally like an hour and a half long podcast. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to try to do it very, very, very shortly. And then after this, um, you can go and look it up, um, those of you who are watching the video. Um, Karl Marx, uh, about 200 years, wrote a book called Das Kapital. And pure Marxism was this idea that he wrote in his book um, regarding um, kind of the, the 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 struggle between the very rich and the very poor. And he believed that every single part of our lives is based on this struggle between what he called the the proletariat and the bourgeoisie, the bourgeoisie being the, mm. the super rich and the proletariat being the uh, the poor people. Sure. And the proletariat, in order to gain um, power or, or the underlying goal, was political and cultural revolution. And that was pure Marxism. That is just, it's just... Um, I'm trying to think of uh, materialistic. It's very monetary. Mm. Um, Kind of what we've seen today, though, and kind of what we're seeing right now is something called cultural Marxism. Hmm. And it's rooted in this thing that was kind of originated out of the Frankfurt School um, back in the, I think it was 50s and 60s up in New York. It was a school um, that kind uh, kind of came up with all these ideas of cultural Marxism and specifically uh, critical theory. Mm. Critical theory is the same idea um, at a root level where you have like every single part of our lives is a class system, uh, excuse me, class struggle, mm. whether that be, you know, how much money you have, gender, sex. Um, I'm trying to think of the other race, obviously. Um, but all these things uh, kind of dictate how we live our lives. Um, and, uh, just quite frankly, if you don't know much about Karl Marx, he, he was an atheist, um, narcissist. He believed that the entire world revolved around himself. Um, he called religion, the opiate of the people. Mm. He was very derogatory of, of people who believed in any religion at all. And so that's kind of where all these things that we see today come out of, um, so I'm going to leave yeah. that one at that because yeah. I could keep going on and on and on yeah, and I think, um, about that. And I think a lot of the times those things deeply rooted, those those ideologies, right, specifically if, if, if you're talking about Marx, he it, pro, it roots from some type of damage to the heart mm, when you're yeah. young, you know. Um, pride. Probably, it's, yeah. It's, I think, and, and I mean, the very first sin was pride, right? But mm. I mean, every single sin that we struggle with, I think, and especially when it comes to what we're talking about right now is pride. And I'm not saying that I'm free from it by any means, Sure, <laughs> but, but that is definitely the biggest root of where this is coming from. Yeah. We could so talk you, about this for all day, brother. Yeah. The, the main thing I wanted to get into with that was just kind of break down what this wave of ideolo- ideological mm, thinking mm-hmm. is happening to our society and this push towards this type of thinking and how natural, like this type of thinking, this 
what have you what critical theory critical theory yeah um where where everything's based on this class race mm-hmm. sex identity um conflicts what what in, what ends up happening is this I, ideological belief that this will enrich society and help society and and take away the division actually ultimately creates more division hmm. and this marxist belief system that we see in historical context always leads 100% of the time to people dying in mass quantities Destruction, and yeah. starving and the, yeah. the breakdown of of civil society yep. to begin with and and it's you know without studying it deeply it's hard to understand that but i think having that context coming into this speech is really important yes. to understand because there is this fight to destroy the foundations of what gives us the ability to sit here mm. right now and freely speak about yeah. this like we're not this this isn't this is actually a serious thing it so is it, so much and, it, and so it's much not so. it's not to make anybody upset it's nope. not to stab at anybody it's not to poke fun at anybody it's it's conversations that we need to have and we yeah. need to not, be not scared to have because right now we're being told we can't have these conversations at all and we can't have certain ideas we can't have judeo biblical values at all or um we're going to get canceled yeah I, and we're going to talk about it more once the speech goes on but last point i want to make mm-hmm is that I truly have been convicted by, honestly, I believe this is the Holy Spirit convicted me, that these, all of these ideologies that we are talking about, that we will be talking about a little bit more once we watch this speech, are rooted in Marxism and and, and in other ideologies that are ultimately godless Mm. in every every single way. Um, And it's all (laughs) based on this idea that the human experience is... Uh, I don't know, okay without God. Mm. And that's just not the case. And I think that you will be surprised. You'll be very, very surprised to hear how um, President Trump speaks about God in this speech and how he speaks about the roots of even our country. Yeah. And the importance of going back to what you just said, those Judeo-Christian values that we should hold so dear even today. So anyways, great point, Jared. And and throughout this, um, if you want to, uh, get in the chat box and ask us questions, or if we don't clarify something, well, feel free to throw that in the chat, ask us questions, and be a part of this conversation because it's a little bit different podcast today, so we're not as conversational. Um, uh, so, so we we have a little bit more open space for those questions. So, if you yep. want to ask a question, go ahead and throw it in there. Um, but we are going to jump into it right now. I'm pretty excited. This will be good. As we begin this 4th of July weekend, the First Lady and I would wish each and every one of you a very, very happy Independence Day. Thank you. All right. All right. Let us show our appreciation to the South Dakota Army and Air National Guard and the U.S. Air Force for inspiring us with that magnificent display of American air power. Hmm. <laughs> America at its best. Of course, our gratitude, as always, to the legendary and very talented Blue Angels. Blue Angels. Do you, do you want to yeah. make that comment? Yeah. I just, I'm going to laugh quite a bit during this whole video, but I just think it's really, really funny 
how Trump says some things <laughs> at some point. Yeah. So if I if I'm giggling over here, which if you don't know me, I'm I am a giggler um, for <laughs> sure. Um, that's that's probably mostly why. Um, so, yeah. anyways, no, no, he's he's a funny guy, but it's almost like <laughs> he is. You know, people may say like he's a cartoon sometimes. Yes. Know? Like uh, we're living in a movie. Like that's that's literally what I thought whenever you know when I wasn't in politics and I I was a few years back, um, actually at your uh, your organization's uh, at A and M's yeah, uh, yeah. watch party. Yeah. I went to that and I just remember seeing this all take place. I was like, dang, we're we're living in a movie right now. It's wild. And uh, <laughs> and so yeah, he's almost like the most like stereotypical american yeah president we've ever had and i i honestly think it's well needed you mm. know it's well needed right now but it's, it's it, it is funny so we can continue <laughs> let us also send our deepest thanks to our wonderful veterans mm. law enforcement first responders and the doctors nurses and scientists working tirelessly to kill the virus. I want to. I want to pause it right here. <laughs> I, I I love the way he says "kill the virus." I just want to point that out. But I, I, I and I know that we try to do this unbiasedly. I really want to, but uh, some of the headlines that I read mentioned that he didn't even talk about the virus. Mm. It was just kind of like this very dark and divisive speech. Mm. And I want everybody who hasn't watched this speech yet to to really see that it is it, <laughs> and just kind of just kind of. Um, Spoiler alert, right? Um, it's not a divisive speech. It's not a dark speech. This is a speech, in my opinion, that is very complimentary of complimentary of, of where we've come from as a country, where mm. we're going, and how we need to, to deal with it um, right now. And yeah. I, I just want to make one more point about his comment uh, about supporting law enforcement and, and our veterans in the military. And I just think it's crazy that we're in a time where it's almost derogatory to say such a thing. Mm. And I just I, I, I just think it's crazy. I don't think we've ever lived in a time like this where that's the case. Yeah. So anyways, I could talk. <laughs> I, I could talk. No, I talk, believe it is this. very timely for sure. Yeah. Let's continue. I want to thank them very, very much. We're grateful as well to your state's congressional delegation. Senator John Thune. John, thank you very much. <laughs> Senator Mike Rounds. Thank you, Mike. And Dusty Johnson, Congressman. Hi, Dusty. Thank you. And all others with us tonight from Congress, thank you very much for coming. We appreciate it. There could be no better place to celebrate America's independence than beneath this magnificent, incredible, majestic mm. mountain and monument to the <laughs> greatest Americans who have ever lived. Mm. Today, we pay tribute to the exceptional lives and extraordinary legacies of George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, Abraham Lincoln, and Teddy Roosevelt. Yeah, it's so good. I am here as your president to proclaim before the country and before the world, this monument will never be mm -hmm. desecrated. These heroes will never be defaced. That's Their cool. legacy will never, ever be destroyed. Their achievements 
will never be forgotten, and Mount Rushmore will stand forever as an eternal tribute no. to our forefathers and to our freedom. So good. Go ahead and pause it right there. That's a great proclamation. Oh, so good. That's that's kind of what we stand for for America. Because yeah, why do we have like just because you know, I I don't know why we have the ability or the the right to destroy property regardless like if you want something to change we need to peacefully legislate it you know yeah. and, and, and protest and, yeah protest is great and it's a it's a first amendment right that we have um i think that um kind of some of this uh history destruction i guess um is in my understanding and my study of it um, rooted in kind of the ideologies that we were kind of talking about at the beginning of this video. If, if you didn't hear that, um, I think it's important to keep that in mind that, man, of, of, of all the things that we could destroy, it would be the memory of of our, our founders. And he's going to talk more about it, so I won't uh, keep going on and on about it right now. But religious freedom is what, you know, George Washington and Thomas Jefferson fought so hard for mm. and that's what the revolutionary war was fought over um mm. in in addition to a few other things sure. um, but sure. but anyways and again and again and again and again yeah um with this episode uh we are watching the president of the united states give a speech and yeah. we are breaking down the words said and we're seeking truth in every single bit of it yeah so um yes we understand uh, sometimes people are, feel uncomfortable about this. There's a lot of uh, mm. unrest in the country, and so we want to be sympathetic about that. We don't uh, want to throw it in anybody's face or anything like that. And so the biggest thing is we feel for everybody involved. We just want to try to make some light of the confusion and not just listen to um, this, what anything we hear on, on the t TV or anything on the radio or anything uh, we, we want to objectively think about it with our moral values in place and, yeah. and really try to try to do this and, and be cognizant of the emotional uh, problems that also um, take place with going through some of these topics. And so we will continue. USA. USA. We gather tonight to herald the most important day in the history of nations, yeah. July 4th, 1776. At those words, every American heart should swell with pride. Yeah. Every American family should cheer with delight and every American patriot should be filled with joy because each of you lives in the most magnificent country in the history of the world. Yes. And it will soon be greater than ever before. Yeah. Our founders launched not only a revolution in government, but a revolution in the pursuit of justice, equality, liberty, and prosperity. Yeah. No nation has done more to advance the human condition than the United States of America. 
And no people have done more to promote human progress than the citizens of our great nation. That's so good. We can pause it real quick. I'll try to make it quick. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I just think it's crazy to realize the scope of how much we have done as a country. Mm. We've only been a country for 244 years and three days or whatever it is. And it's just incredible to think of the accomplishments that we have, we have done in that short amount of time. And the fact that we can have a Republican uh, democracy um, and, and have it be successful for so long is just so encouraging and incredible. And when he says that we sh- our hearts should swell with pride, I 100% agree with that. Mm. So. Mm. so do you think that uh, do you think that we have done the most for civil liberties and people of all ethnicities as a country, like in context to the to the rest of the world? Obviously, we need to grow for sure. Obviously, like we were talking about this earlier off mic, but um, we were talking about, um, you know, how it it's almost bad to support first responders or mm. the military and and. Um, but one thing to note is we do need to keep working and working to get better and reforming sure. and reforming. Like that's what we do. Yeah. You know, we're always supposed to be, it's like being transformed by the Holy spirit. When we say yes to Jesus, mm. we keep working and keep yeah. moving and changing. He keeps changing us. There's no cap to it. And, and I think as we're transformed in our hearts, we also need to, for other people. And, yeah, no, I uh, totally agree. You know, I, I think, uh, I think that we have done a great job um, considering all of our flaws, both past and present. Um, We have done a great job of trying to give people equality of opportunity. And I truly believe that each one of us has the opportunity to, to get out of poverty, to, to make a good life for ourselves. And that's by the choices that we make. Yeah. Um, but what we don't have and what hasn't worked in history is a quality of outcome. Mm. And that is a explain very, that a little bit. So poli- equality of opportunity is, is what we have in America. I truly believe that. And if people want to disagree with me, that's totally their right. But equi- equality of, of outcome is saying that everybody it's like um, it's like everybody should have the same amount of money or everybody should have the same amount of um goods like materialistic things or um that's the best examples that i can come up with right now so why is that a bad idea well i truly believe and this is going to be an unpopular opinion i i I think but i truly believe that it's biblical that we should all have equality of opportunity Mm. and in god's eyes our sin is equal no matter what it is which is Mm. wild to us I think it's so hard for us to understand that. But what we what we don't have, what God doesn't give is is a quality of outcome. They're going to be a, in in the end time. They're going to be a people, a group of people who will not get to spend eternity with him. Mm. Mm. I don't know. Uh that no, that's, and that kind of and I I think that kind of that's the best analogy that I can give in a kingdom analogy well that's very true i mean we see you see time and time again in the scripture uh people being chosen people Mm. being placed in different places not everybody was king david yeah not everybody was king solomon you know but 
you see it again, King David was after God's own heart. Yeah. But at the same time, he he did horrible things. He yeah. he murdered someone. He adultered. He he stole, you know, a man's wife and then murdered him, you know. Mm, and, but he was still chosen by God to be in this <laughs> yeah. place. And you see all of these people uh, across the scriptures that are just broken, right? Yeah. And God still uses them. And I think he's using everybody that's broken, you know. Um, but you're right. There's there's chosen, there's blessed, there's not blessed, there's cursed. You know, there's all these different types of scenarios in the in the, in the scriptures, and it there doesn't seem to be equality of outcomes. No, there's not. Um, I do think, though, I do think to play devil's advocate here and just you know advocate for um, certain impoverished communities that there is reform that needs to be made in in the sense of rehabilitation after being in prison there needs to be prison reform in general you know there needs to be um better programs that help um you know anybody in these you know impoverished communities these very low income communities there needs to be better programs to allow them to not get in this cycle right yeah and it is very true you know like that song that kanye came out with wash us in the blood yeah exactly but I, I think where it gets misplaced mm. is we think that it's it's this this uh, right issue or, and, left issue or a left issue. Right. But it's actually like look at these people who have been in politics. And I think that's what is being portrayed here. Look at these people that have been in politics mm. for 40 years. Mm-hmm. 40 years. What have they done? Created that oppression, created that those policies. Mm. Kanye talks about it in his song, and he's a black American. He comes out, and he's like, it's these people that are creating these oppressive things. Like, they're mm. putting us back in this cycle of slavery, right? Um, it's all mentality is what I was going to say. It's, man, I and it's hard to say that from, I don't know. Um I, I truly, I truly um, believe that. I was going to say something else, but it totally left my <laughs> Lost mind. You. What was I just saying? <laughs> something you, about Kanye. Oh yeah. Kanye, so, so, the, so I think, I the, think the important thing to look up here is, you know, and, and I am going to defend our president here. Mm. I am. I am because he's been in office for three and a half years. Yeah, these it's crazy other people. That are more, you know, that that we talk about all the time that like are seen in uh, doing very immoral things that Mm. have been allegedly accused and documents and all this stuff has been found to do very moral things. We can get in that to that another time, but they're involved in high level global elitist child pedophilia rings. That's really Mm. The, a Mercy. lot, a lot of these high-level people. It's very godless, and uh, yeah. and they've been in politics for forty plus years. Yeah. This man has been in politics for three years. Crazy, and we we like to blame him for stuff. Not saying he is completely innocent. He's not, not. saying he's innocent. <laughs> he's done wrong. You know, he's done wrong. But like, let's look at who's been in here for a long time, creating this. Cycle of oppression, you know. Well, I just want to point out really quick a couple of policies, and then we can go back to the video because we're pretty off the rails here. <laughs> but you know, some of the policies that President Trump has implemented, um, for example, opportunity zones, have created so many jobs for the black community, and is actually um, that's that's one of the reasons why um, 
those communities that opportunity zones have been put in have done so well since President Trump uh, became president. Same thing with prison reform. There have mm. actually been a lot of black people who have gotten their their uh, sentences reduced or they've left prison a lot earlier than they would have otherwise. And that was due that was because of a policy and, and a set of laws, uh, which also included fully funding historically black colleges and universities. Um that were implemented and pushed mm. by this president who by many people is seen as racist. Yeah. And uh, anyways, yeah, we can go back to the video. Hey, do you, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, you know, we forgot to do this. Do you what's just want to pray for us real fast? Yeah, I would so love can, to pray. Uh, you know, just yeah, invite sure. the Holy Spirit into this. God, I just want to thank you for this opportunity to just talk and uh, about things of, of the kingdom and also things of our country. And God, I just ask that, as we do talk um, and as people listen, that the very first thing on our minds and our hearts would be the kingdom and would be Jesus. Um, but also, God, I just ask that you just help us to see truth. Mm. Um, give us your Holy Spirit. Um, fill us with your Holy Spirit. That we, we could share the truth with people, um, believers and non-believers, um, in love, in love. And uh, I just pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Okay, so Brittany Sloan asks, "What jobs? What jobs yeah. have been created?" Yeah. So I, so the jobs that that are in opportunity zones, I quite honestly am not one hundred percent sure. Um, thanks for calling me out, Brittany. I appreciate it. <laughs> good, good to good to see you again, by the way. Um, so the the unemployment rate for Black Americans has been, before the coronavirus. It's important to note that was the lowest it had ever been, um, the highest employment for African-Americans um, in history. Um, and uh, I think it's a couple reasons. One, because the economy was doing so well. I think that's one mm. of the reasons. Secondly, though, I think it is the Opportunity Zones that has brought a lot of those people in those very, very poor communities out of poverty and have given them opportunity, which is the... the I which is what we should be striving for. We can't strive for equality of outcome um, because quite honestly, we can't achieve that until we get to heaven. That mm. can't be achieved until we have perfection. And we obviously do not have perfection here. Um, so, so anyways, that's my thoughts on that. I hope that made sense, oh, Brittany. Let me, let me know if it didn't and we can follow up or talk more about it later. All right, let's continue with the video. It was all made possible by the courage of 56 patriots who gathered in Philadelphia 244 years ago and signed the Declaration of Independence. They enshrined a divine truth that changed the world forever when they said, all men are created equal. Mm, so good. These immortal so words good. set in motion the unstoppable march of freedom. Our founders boldly declared that we are all endowed with the same divine rights given divine us rights. by our Creator in right. heaven. Mm. Amen. Amen. And that which God has given us, we will allow no one ever to take away, ever. Let's pause it right there. Sorry, I'm pausing it a lot. 
This is going to be a long podcast, but I'm long. in for it. <laughs> um, I, I just, I really want to reiterate the fact that our, our founders clearly stated in our founding documents the idea that our rights are not given to us by the state. They're not given us to us by the government. Our rights of life, liberty, and pers- the pursuit of happiness are given to us by our creator. They are given to us by God. And, and by them writing down, we are all created equal. All men are created equal. Um, by writing down that those, those rights are given to us by, by God. Um, I don't know. It's, it's very interesting because now we live in, a, in, in our you know, modern society where we are worried about the government taking away our rights. Um, when we, and I think this goes back to what we kind of talked about at the beginning. Um, I don't know. Mm, it's, I'm, I'm kind of, so I have a lot of thoughts, but yeah. So Brittany says this black people hear that and automatically see that applying to white people because when it was written, it wasn't for us I'm talking about. Yes. So I actually heard a really interesting uh, study on this and I actually need to study this more as well. Yeah. So the northern states, when uh, we the, rat, the Constitution was ratified, were actually very against slavery. Um, they did not want slavery. Um, the South did. And I think the North, again, and I need to kind of re, restudy my history on this. The North understood that there was no way that they could become the United States of America without uniting um, with the southern states. And uh, obviously... Um, it was inevitable that we got rid of slavery, praise the Lord. And um, yes, um, we had slaves when that the Constitution was ratified and when the Declaration of Independence was declared. But um, I, I truly believe, and I would need to go study it to find the exact literature. Nick Sigalakis, you can help me out on that, by the way, calling you out. Because um, I know you're watching. He's been commenting. Um, he has? Yeah. Great, thanks. Um, <laughs> um that was kind of the intent. That was the rationale, um, not to dismiss or accept slavery as being okay, but understanding that to create a more perfect union, that was what was to come. Mm. And, um, mm. I mean, we even see so, slavery in, so in, 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 in modern sense, times. In a sense, Sorry. what you're saying is it was a declaration <laughs> of independence. <laughs> What? No, yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, we say that in the Christian church. We say declare it. Yeah, declare it. You know, it. declare it and speak it, yeah. you know, and it's, it's, that's actually, you know, that's so funny that I just like stumbled upon <laughs> that. I did not mean to do that pun, but it's a declaration of independence for all people, but a declaration doesn't automatically mean that it was at that time, right? Is that what you're saying? Kind of, yeah, I, I, I think so. I think that, you know, the main point was declaring our independence from Great Britain to achieve religious liberty, to achieve this great nation that obviously God ordained. I, be, I truly believe that 100%. Uh, not to say that we were perfect then and not to say that we're perfect now, but we are working to create a more perfect union. And it is important that we keep our mind on that and our eyes on that. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. That's right. There you Continuing. Go. Let's try to get through some of this. <laughs> or like five minutes or something. 1776 represented the culmination of thousands of years of Western civilization mm. and the triumph 
of not only spirit, but of wisdom, philosophy, and reason. Yeah. And yet, as we meet here tonight, there is a growing danger that threatens every blessing hmm. our ancestors fought so hard for, struggled, they bled to secure. Our nation is witnessing a merciless campaign to wipe out our history, yep. to fame our heroes, erase our values, and indoctrinate our children. Mercy. You know, I actually saw this um, this black woman that she was protesting. She was a believer in Jesus, and she was saying like black, like she was saying black culture. And I'm I'm a, I'm a fan of black culture. Like yeah. I grew up. I, <laughs> I was telling Brittany this on our podcast. Brittany's on here, uh, so shout out her. I was t talking to her about how I grew up with uh, two half black friends, and they would <laughs> often take me to spend weeks at a time with their full black side of their family. And so it was awesome because that's how I learned how to dance and, you know, <laughs> have a little bit more fun at family reunions than uh, us white folk usually do. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so that's awesome. Um, but she was actually saying on this, uh, not Brittany, but this, this other woman on this video was saying that's not a part of their culture. Like hmm. the destruction, doing, doing these things, that's not a part of their culture. That's not, that's not what they, they want. They're not, they, they stand for, you know, um, women you know acting in their way like she was saying when did when did black lives matter this phrase of liberty for 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 african americans for black people become a social justice warrior like lgbtq all of this stuff wrapped Godless. into one movement you know and yeah. uh yeah and so um what she was saying was like where did we even get the idea to to do these things? You know, it, was, it didn't come from the black community. The, the black community is not coming up with these ideas. No. It's actually, to be honest, it's white, white people, liberals, <laughs> not liberals as in the people that subscribe to that party or that political system, but the people that have been in politics again, and I, I saw Brittany, um, <laughs> Brittany uh, comment on this about that's a short amount of time. This three years, right? That Trump, but these people that are are most of them are not black. Most of them are white, old people that subscribe to the Democratic in quotations yeah. party that are pushing these ideas, pushing these ideologies, and really ultimately have basically legislation that will ultimately rip hmm. rights away more from the black community. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I saw this one thing, this is, which is interesting. It, it was really interesting. If you go to the black lives matter website hmm. Mercy. And, and you go to <laughs> donate, you hit donate. It, it takes you to a democratic donation website to where if you donate to Black Lives Matter, and we might get pulled from YouTube for this as false news, I don't know, but literally do it yourself. Go choke check. It'll, you see it in the URL. It says blue, blue something. Um, it will actually have you donate to basically the Joe Biden campaign right now, <laughs> <laughs> which is insane. You know, it's insane. And so I think to, to hone in on who we're talking about here, we're not talking about a race or an ethnicity right 
We're not talking about a group, mass group of people. We're talking about a small group of people that have been mm. in this political field, political environment for private gain for a long time, for most of their lives, to gain power, to gain money, to uh, get out of trouble for doing evil things. Like, this is a small group of people that normally aren't of the black complexion. Mm. We're not talking about a ethnicity here. We're talking about a small group of global elitists that are <laughs> sitting in these places so that they can seize more power. And they mix up all these terms and push them into the news, push them in the society. <laughs> Who do you think controls these news companies? Who do you, you know? And I'm not going to get all the way into conspiracy, <laughs> but, uh, you know, yeah. I have a lot of thoughts, but let's keep watching the video. We're going to, it's going to take for a while. Yeah. So. <laughs> Angry mobs are trying to tear down statues of our founders, deface our most sacred memorials, and unleash a wave of violent crime in our cities. Keep Many real quick. of these people have no idea why they're... <laughs> We're never going to get through that. <laughs> um, I, don't, I don't know if you saw the news story, Bailey, about... Um, I don't exactly know where it was, mm. but they tried to tear down a statue of Jesus. Mm. Um, because they said it, he, Jesus was, uh, portrayed as white mm. and, uh, we need their, their words. They needed to tear him down because it was glorifying white, white supremacy. White supremacy. Mm. Um, so anyways, that's an entire can of worms that we could open. But, yeah. um, I think that when he talks, when president Trump talked about this, um, he wasn't just talking about excuse me, he wasn't talking at all about Confederate statues. Um, I think that what he was talking about is, is people like um, Thomas Jefferson or George Washington or, or, Abraham, or Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln or Frederick Douglass, for goodness yeah. sake. I saw that a couple of days ago. Well, and, and there um, was actually a statue that was trying to be pulled down and defaced that, I don't know if it was trying to be pulled down, but it was definitely defaced that was honoring black american troops hmm. it was a monument to honor how like them serving and you know it doesn't make any <laughs> sense and i, I think it. i think that's actually one of the things uh trump's press secretary was talking about is like this isn't just over this one issue it's hmm. it's this confusion of of understanding the historical context of all this and it's the really the lens in which we see it yeah they're doing this, but some know exactly what they are doing. They think the American people are weak and soft mm, and submissive. But no, the American people are strong and proud. Yeah. And they will not allow our country and all of its values, history and culture to be taken from them. <laughs> I saw he was trying to take a drink of water there, and the <laughs> the clapping went down, so he couldn't take he couldn't take the drink of water. <laughs> One of their political weapons 
is cancel culture. Cancel culture. Driving people from their jobs, shaming dissenters, and demanding total submission from anyone who disagrees. Keep this it. is the very definition of totalitarianism. And it is completely alien to our culture yeah. and to our values. And it has absolutely no place in the United States of America. Amen. If you don't mind pausing it real quick, I, I just think it's so important that we reiterate how important the First Amendment is to the soul of our country, just to be quite frank. Um, I think that where we are in our culture right now, exactly what he just said, is the fact that if you don't agree with somebody, you can you have the right to just totally destroy their life, to totally make make them not have a job anymore, uh, make them feel as if they're outcasts. And I think that it's so important that, especially as followers of Jesus, I mean, so important that we as followers of Jesus see every single person as an image bearer of God, um, which is so important. Um, but in seeing everybody that way, um, we take that person, each person, for who they are, for who God made them to be, um, not for their political beliefs, not for the color of their skin, not for how mon much money that they have. We, we take each person as, as an image bearer of God. And I think it's so important that if you don't, I mean, if you don't believe that, sure, you can cancel anybody you want to because they're not important because they don't, um, I don't know, glorify your life or make your life any better. That's not the point of the gospel, just to be quite honest. Mm. So anyways. Yeah, and I, I think, you know, also he's talking about cancel culture. And I think a lot of times it gets misinterpreted that he's talking about a group of people. He's not talking about a group of Americans. He's talking about globalists. Hmm. That's who he's talking about. Hmm. Like, and you'll see this more and more throughout. So I want to, like, every time you hear these things, try to see it through the lens of he's talking about people that have been in politics for a long time and really don't want you to be free. Hmm. They want to create more power over you. You know, it, and yeah, and I think Brittany said this before. It's not a... It's not a Republican Democrat thing. No, absolutely not. It's it's this godless ideology that has infected yep. Yep. this ring of politicians that are pushing really fascist ideas. Yep. And so we will continue once again. Now now he's drinking the water. <laughs> did he spill it on his tie? I don't think he did. <laughs> this <Not> attack <laughs> on our liberty. Our magnificent liberty mm. must be stopped, and it will be stopped very quickly. We will expose this dangerous movement. Oh, boy. Oh boy. <laughs> See, I have YouTube Premium, too. So it's kind of, it, this makes me mad. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. It's a <laughs> children. End this radical assault and preserve our beloved American way of life. In our schools, our newsrooms, even our corporate boardrooms, there is a new far-left fascism that demands absolute allegiance. Yeah. Mm. If you do not speak its language, perform its rituals, recite its mantras, mm -hmm. and follow its commandments, 
then you will be censored, banished, blacklisted, persecuted, and punished. It's not going to happen to us. Hmm. Yeah, and I think to note, like... Make no mistake, this left-wing cultural... The, the ideas he's talking about are inherently unbiblical. I agree. You know, like, I mean, I, I just want to, like, challenge anyone listening or watching right now is to go check out the Black Lives Matter website. You'll see yeah. the the stuff, the letters that are bigger are all stuff that all of us should be supporting. Sure. And then right under it is what they actually believe. Yes. It, it, it expands on what they it believe. It expands to, like, it, it's, it's, it's hidden with all this language, but it's it's ultimately unbiblical thinking and what it what it does is leads us to fascism leads us to godlessness communism you know yeah. and, and it's like i just i would challenge to go like read the second half yourself and and really think about it critically what do these ideologies mean what are they saying and it's it's very anti family unit yeah um which, they they explicitly say on their website part of our mission is to destroy the nuclear family and fatherlessness is one of, I would argue, one of the greatest issues that we have, especially in our country. And I would argue that fatherlessness comes from the idea that the nuclear family should not be a thing. Mm. And um, Define what nuclear family means. A mother, father. Okay. And then, you know. Gotcha. You know, so that's that's what they believe they want the state to take care of the, the kids. I mean, mm. I, that, that is that is in there. If you go and read it, you, you can find it. Um, Which just feels kind of creepy It's weird. It's, it's weird. Yeah. It's so and it, weird. And the thing to note, it's, it's hidden under this label of Black Lives Matter. Of social justice. Black lives matter. They do. They matter. Every single life matters. But when you change it into a political agenda that actually ultimately supports the, 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 the Biden campaign when you actually, <laughs> you know, look into where the resources are going. It's kind of, oh, it's kind of nasty. You know, it's, like, it's crazy. Like not the, the words or the phrase, but what they've kind of, how they defiled it because it, it yeah. should be a very liberating thing. Yeah. It's kind of sad. So. Revolution is designed to overthrow the American revolution. Hmm. In so doing, they would destroy the very civilization that rescued billions from poverty, disease, violence, and hunger, and that lifted humanity to new heights of achievement, discovery, and progress. Hmm. To make this possible, they are determined to tear down every statue, symbol, and memory of our national heritage. <laughs> yeah, I love his I love true. his chuckle. He's like true, true, true. That's very true actually. Very true. <laughs> yeah, and, and a big that is thing why to note, I am deploying federal law enforcement. The big thing to note it's not just racist monuments. Mm -mm. You know, or or ethnic because, you know, like we said before or what we saw in the Jeff Durbin podcast mm -hmm. Apology Studios this african-american male come on there and say like there's not really any there's one human race and there's multiple ethnicities and so uh yeah so to protect our monuments arrest the rioters and prosecute offenders to the fullest extent of the law 
I think it's important to note here that, um, you know, he doesn't call out the protesters because guess what? Protests are in the Constitution and it's, it's everybody's right to protest. But what he is calling out is the people who are being lawless, the people who are rioting, burning down buildings. That obviously cannot happen. And if I guess if you want to say that that's divisive, I mean, that's your right to believe that. But I think that that's just following the law. Mm. Um, that's That might be an unpopular opinion, but mm. there you go. Dude, I think it would be hilarious if we got, like, pulled off of YouTube for, for being, you know, wouldn't that would be, be hilarious? Funny. <laughs> <laughs> I love how he gets annoyed sometimes when people cheer. Yeah. He's and like, he's like, I want to get, I just want to get, I just want to speak. Yeah, I, just wanna yeah. I am pleased to report that yesterday federal agents arrested the suspected ringleader of the attack on the statue of the great Andrew Jackson in Washington, D.C. And in addition, hundreds more have been arrested. Under the executive order I signed last week pertaining to the Veterans Memorial Preservation and Recognition Act and other laws, People who damage or deface federal statues or monuments will get a minimum of 10 years in prison. That's a long time. <laughs> that's it a, is. That's it a is. long time. That's interesting, for sure. It is super interesting. And obviously, that includes our beautiful Mount Rushmore. Yeah. And I, I, I think it's... That'd I think be insane if we like blew up Mount Rushmore. I know. Like there's there's gotta be so much security going into Mount Rushmore <laughs> that nobody could come in with a bomb and, and just blow it up. Um I, I would I would also take a guess that it's probably restricted airspace over Mount well, Rushmore. And I, I feel like if something like that <laughs> happened, we'd all just like wake up a little bit and be like, Oh This is real. This is <laughs> this is messed up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're, we're blowing up a, a rock of a Yeah. You know it's like we're blowing stuff up. Yeah. We're blowing up our own country. Like, what? Yeah. You know, it's like... This is... I think it's so important to note that this whole this whole agenda or trying to blow up, you know, monuments and statues is all a, 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 a thing to destroy our history, destroy the memory of our history. It's so important to remember where we came from, to remember why we came here to, in the first place, created this country, yeah. and and why we're still trying to make it a better better place for everybody. Well, and I think one other thing to know is the, the America compared, you know, mm. American compared to even Canada, right? Uh we have a lot more freedoms here. Uh you know, sure. uh, all ethnicities have a lot more freedom. You're not even a white guy. No, I'm not. <laughs> <You're>, News flash. <yeah. laughs> um <laughs> But I mean, if you really, if you want to compare it to the to the real deal, compare it to China, oh, right? Mercy, you're not going to have any. Nobody has freedoms in China. Nope. You know, it's nope. like let's let's be honest here. Yes, we need to move forward, and we always need to grow, and we need to uh, we need to think about how people's hearts are and how they've been affected historically, and we need to grow from that and remember that where we've come from, so we don't repeat that. But ultimately, if we start to employ ideologies that are unbiblical and actually 
kind of mimicking things that China does. And we see mm-hmm. how they have social ranking systems and they're being Mercy. tracked everywhere. Everything's being tracked. And, and if you, you get, if you get below, like literally right now in China, I don't know if people know this, they have real time facial recognition software running on every street corner. It facial recognizes you so they know exactly where you are. If you miss work, if you don't get there on time, if you, uh, like, you know, accidentally put something in the wrong trash can, if you put trash in the recycling bin instead of, or recycling in the trash can, if you do this, your social ranking score through algorithms that are running on these facial recognition software it's wild. goes down. It's wild. Right? And it just, it scares me. And, you know, I, I, as a believer and understanding yeah. biblical prophecy, I understand that we're probably going to have to go through some majorly hard times before the day of the Lord, before he returns yeah. to unify and restore sure. all of creation. So I'm preparing my heart every day for that. But it, it is scary and it's sad that we are adopting the same ideological beliefs that a society like that holds. And, and uh, you know, I would just challenge anybody to go and, and study these things and really look into it. Um, and really take the time to to study these ide- ideologies that we're we're being fed, and so um, yeah. Our people have a great memory. They will never forget the destruction of statues and monuments to George Washington, Abraham Lincoln, Ulysses S. Grant. Abolitionists and many others. The violent mayhem we have seen in the streets and cities that are run by liberal Democrats in every case is the predictable result of years of extreme indoctrination and bias in education, journalism, and other cultural institutions. Against every law of Society and nature, our children are taught Hmm. in school to hate their own country. Mercy. And to believe that the men and women who built it were not heroes, but that were villains. Mercy. The radical view of American history is a web of lies. (laughs) All perspective is removed. Every virtue is obscured. Every motive is twisted, every fact is distorted, and every flaw is magnified until the history is purged and the record is disfigured beyond all recognition. Mm. This movement is openly attacking the legacies of every person on Mount Rushmore. Yeah. They defile the memory of Washington, Jefferson, Lincoln, and Roosevelt. Today, we will... Go ahead. You know, one thing I'm, I'm curious about is... Sorry, this my audio is messing up here. Okay, cool. Um, one... Man, my audio is jacking up. Anyway, one, one thing I'm curious about is in other regimes that have taken over through fascist movements, do they... Historically, I don't know how much you know about this, but do they tend to tear down memories of the past and different monuments. So yeah, I actually have a firsthand experience of this because uh, last summer I actually got to go to Bulgaria and Greece um, with the, with the singing cadets. And so 
um, when I went there, we went to Sofia is where we were at, and that's the capital of Bulgaria. And if you know the history of Bulgaria, they used to be under the regime of, of Vladimir Lenin mm. and communism. And mm. they've just recently got out of that within the last 30 years. Um, <clears throat> the early 90s, you know, when, when the wall fell and, and all that stuff. It was crazy to me to walk through the streets of, Bulgar- of Sofia and see statues of Vladimir Lenin. Mm. Um, and there's an entire park that was built to commemorate Vladimir Lenin, obviously like 50, 60 years ago, but mm. it's still up um, mm. and they're not under communism anymore. That's the best example that I know firsthand. And I guess it's not completely applicable to ours because yeah. it, that slavery was so long ago. It was like 150 years ago. Yeah. But but I think at the same time, it's so, and like I've, I feel like I've already said this, but it's so important to, to know where we've come from and to know where we are now and why we are where we are now, um, to know where we're going. I, I just wanted to bring up a biblical analogy to kind of compare this to. Um, we were talking about David earlier. Mm. And, you know, I mean, he he did a lot of bad stuff. <laughs> you know, he was a sinner, like we all are, right? Um I would just be curious to know, like, see what our perspective on David would be if all that crud wasn't in the Bible. Mm. If he was just as perfect lamb of God who was after the the heart of God, but didn't have all the flaws, mm. would he be as relatable? Mm. Um, and I don't, I, I don't, I'm not trying to say that that's the exact perfect analogy to what we're going through right now, but I think it is an analogy that in my mind makes sense. Yeah, because we have to, like I said, we have to know the sins of the past in order to not mess up and do that again. And I think it's really important that not that we have uh, memorials to Confederate generals yeah. uh, glorifying slavery, um, but that way we that we remember where we've come from. Yeah. So anyways, I could go in circular well, arguments. I, on that. I, I'm pretty sure and I, I need to study this again. My brother in law is much more well studied in in history he he's a history buff um but i'm pretty sure the same thing happened in germany yeah um to kind of to, to create these i don't know it's like a clean slate you forget what happened so you're like i don't know i think the biggest thing is the what we're basing this off of we're saying these marxist fascist beliefs right have always historically led to this outcome, said yeah. outcome, X outcome, destruction, right? Um, and and we know that because of history, right? Sure. And so if we didn't know that history, how do we know those outcomes lead to that? So this is one example. Uh, you know, we're trying to say objective, most objective as possible, but I'm still speaking <laughs> the truth. And so yeah. we're just kind of watching this. We're, we're in this with y'all. We're in the same crazy world right now with all this craziness going on. And so, but ultimately like what I want to stop and say is ultimately we need to pray about all this. We need to pray and we need to gather with our people and we need to have discussions and we need to come together as the church body. I think one of the biggest thing that's, that's failing right now is cultural Christianity, Mm, right? Mercy. What's failing is this propped up church system that we have when really we need to be meeting in homes every week. We mm. need to be gathering with people. We need to be taking of communion and remembering 
Jesus' promise, which he's going to return and, and unify all things. Even Adam and Eve that just came out of perfect, right? They went from perfect to shame in an yeah. instant. They were just looking for uh, the, the Savior to bring us back. And not saying we should wait around. We need to have conversations. We need to believe. We need to pray. And we need to step into what the Lord's doing. But, uh, you know, ultimately, like, in the end, I, let me tell you guys, it's not going to be us, you know, fixing ourselves. It's not going to be us making <laughs> the perfect, you know, a society where everybody's equal and, like, all this stuff that, that doesn't exist in this age. Nope. That doesn't exist. There's always going to be inequality. Um, uh, and, and inequality, even in biblically, is not is not necessarily wrong. But what is wrong is is uh, is is making policies based upon you know ethnicity, colors of skin, you know, like and 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 separating people more. And so, um, yeah, we just I think ultimately just praying for this return of Jesus and and studying the scriptures. So you know, one of the biggest things Jared and I were talking about was and, and that really you know, we, we need to know about is, is biblical prophecy. Yeah. What does the story of Daniel say? Let's, let's study that great resource FAI. We're going to continue with this cause we're never going to finish. Nope. <laughs> set history and history's records straight. Hmm. Yeah. This next part, I would probably want to interrupt. So it'll, it'll be smooth sailing for like the next 10 minutes. <laughs> Before these figures were immortalized in stone, they were American giants yeah. in full flesh and blood, gallant men mm-hmm. whose intrepid deeds unleashed the greatest leap of human advancement the world has ever known. Tonight, I will tell you, and most importantly, the youth of our nation, the true stories of these great, great men. Mm. From head to toe, George Washington represented the strength grace and dignity of the American people. From a small volunteer force of citizen farmers, he created the Continental Army out of nothing and rallied them to stand against the most powerful military on Earth. Through eight long years, through the brutal winter at Valley Forge, Mm. through setback after setback on the field of battle, He led those patriots to ultimate triumph. When the army had dwindled to a few thousand men at Christmas of 1776, when defeat seemed absolutely certain, he took what remained of his forces on a daring nighttime crossing of the Delaware River. They marched through nine miles of frigid darkness. It's crazy many without boots on their feet, leaving a trail of blood in Mm. the snow. In the morning, they seized victory at Trenton after forcing the surrender of the most powerful empire on the planet. At Yorktown, General Washington did not claim power, but simply returned to Mount Vernon as a private citizen. When called upon again, he presided over the Constitutional Convention in Philadelphia and was unanimously elected our first president. Crazy. 
We, f- we forget that. We forget that. When he stepped down after two terms, his former adversary, King George, called him the greatest man of the age. Wow. He remains first in our hearts to this day. For as long as Americans love this land, we will honor and cherish the father of our country, George Washington. It's a great way to put it. I really like that. He will never be removed, abolished, and most of all, he will never be forgotten. Mm-hmm. Thomas Jefferson, the great Thomas Jefferson, <laughs> was 33 years old when he traveled north to Pennsylvania and brilliantly authored one of the greatest treasures of human history, the Declaration of Independence. He also drafted Virginia's Constitution and conceived and wrote the Virginia Statute for Religious Freedom, Mm. a model for our cherished First Amendment. After serving as the first Secretary of State and then Vice President, he was elected to the presidency. He ordered American warriors to crush Barbary pirates. He doubled the size of our nation with the Louisiana Louisiana Purchase. Mm. And he sent the famous explorers Lewis and Clark into the West on a daring expedition to the Pacific Ocean. Crazy. He was an architect, an inventor, a diplomat, a scholar, the founder of one of the world's great universities and an ardent defender of liberty. Mm-hmm. Americans will forever admire the author of American freedom, Thomas Jefferson. So good. His house is awesome. By the way, I went there last summer. It was super Thomas cool. Jefferson? Thomas Jefferson's house. Super cool. It's called Monticello. It's in Virginia. Yeah. And I think so. a big thing to note, again, is that we can't have this conversation without those things taking place. Yeah. We cannot sure. have this conversation. For like sure. this conversation does not happen. If you don't have Thomas Jefferson writing the Declaration of Independence, you don't have religious liberty, you don't have this precept that we believe that God created us and he created the rights that we have. They're not and I've said this earlier, but just to recap, they're not given to us by the state or our government. They're given to us by God. Mm. And if you forget Thomas Jefferson and what he wrote, then right. you forget that. Right, right. So, mm. anyways. Mm. And that's the that's the issue at hand. I agree. Is we uh, are trying to take God out of it. And, like, it's like we've been told that since we were young, right? I it's know. It's like you take God out of it, you lose everything. And it's so true. It's like don't take God out of it. Why, so, you, yeah. why do you try so hard? Why are you so mad if you think this person thing doesn't exist? Why don't you just leave it? If yeah. you really, like, are so mad at it, it's like, mm. <laughs> oh. gosh, that, that honestly to me brings more validity mm. to the existence of God. You know, yeah. I mean, if you really look into the objective moral argument, we all believe that there's objective morality. We, we like, that's what, you know, the, you know, yeah, 
ethnicity issues are all about is objective moral values you should not judge someone you should not persecute someone based upon this color of their skin yeah that is a that is an objective moral value and if you look into how objective moral values work there has to be something higher that sets the standard because if society sets the standard then depending on what century you're in certain things are moral and certain things are immoral and that becomes um subjective that yep. becomes we get to decide society gets to decide it's no god decides that every man is created equal every yeah. person you know yeah so and he too will never ever be abandoned <laughs> by us Abraham Lincoln, the savior of our union, was a self-taught country lawyer who grew up in a log cabin on the American frontier. The first Republican president, he rose to Wait, high office. Abraham Lincoln was a Republican? From obscurity, based on a force... Yeah. The clarity of his anti-slavery convictions, very, very strong convictions. Mm. He signed the law that built the Transcontinental Railroad. Mm. He signed the Homestead Act, given to some incredible scholars as simply defined ordinary citizens' free land to settle anywhere in the American West. And he led the country through the darkest hours of American mm. history, giving every ounce of strength that he had to ensure that government of the people, by the people, and for the people did not perish from this earth. Yeah. That's so good. He served as Commander-in-Chief of the U.S. Armed Forces during our bloodiest war the struggle that saved our union and extinguished the evil of slavery. Over 600,000 died in that war. Mercy. More than 20,000 were killed or wounded in a single day in Antietam. At Gettysburg 157 years ago, the union bravely withstood an assault of nearly 15,000 men and threw back Pickett's charge. Lincoln won the Civil War. He issued the Emancipation Proclamation. He led the passage of the 13th Amendment, abolishing slavery for all time. Yeah. That's amazing. Incredible. And he was only in there for like four years, and then he got shot. And heart. ultimately, his determination <laughs> his to preserve our nation That's what and our union saying. cost him his life. Mm. For as long as we live, Americans will uphold and revere the immortal memory of President Abraham Lincoln. True. Theodore Roosevelt exemplified the unbridled confidence of our national culture and identity. 
He saw the tower grandeur of America's mission in the world, and he pursued it with overwhelming energy and zeal. Yeah. As a lieutenant colonel during the Spanish-American War, he led the famous Rough Riders Rough to Rider. defeat the enemy at San Juan <laughs> Hill. He cleaned up corruption as police commissioner hmm. of New York City, then served as the governor of New York, vice president, and at 42 years old, became the youngest ever president of the United States. That's wild. Wild. Your business idea needs a website, so go to Wix.com. (laughs) <laughs> Bro, I just need to like switch my premium account over to this account. Yeah. I wish I could have like two separate, <laughs> you know, accounts. Bear with us. That, uh, <laughs> I mean, two separate accounts open on the same desktop, but it, I don't that think would it be allows nice. me. Our great new naval fleet around the globe to announce America's arrival as a world power. He gave us many of our national parks including the Grand Canyon. Mm-hmm. He oversaw the construction of the awe-inspiring Panama Canal. And he is the only person ever awarded both the Nobel Peace Prize and the Congressional Medal of Honor. He was American freedom personified in full. Yeah. The American people will never relinquish the bold, beautiful, and untamed spirit of Theodore Roosevelt. Woo! Yeah, I love, I love how, I love how it was written there, and and how he. No movement that seeks to dismantle these treasured American legacies can possibly. Theo is the man establishing national parks. I know you're not the biggest fan of him, but no, I'm a big fan. Okay. No person who remains quiet at the destruction of this resplendent heritage resplendent. can possibly lead us to a better future. The radical ideology attacking our country advances under the banner of social justice. Social justice warriors. But in truth, it would mm-hmm. demolish both justice and society. Mm. It would transform justice into an instrument of division and vengeance, Hmm. and it would turn our free and inclusive society into a place of repression, domination, and exclusion. They want to silence us. So good. But we will not be silenced. You want to comment on that? Yeah, I just, I I feel like we've already talked about it because before he went over all this history, he kind of touched on that and how important it is to, to recognize what it is that is destroying our country, and that mm. is cancel culture. It's the godless ideologies that say, if you don't agree with me, then you are heartless, then you are racist, then you are sexist, then, mm. then you do not have a right to be heard. Mm. And that's where we're at. And we should have the right to disagree. Absolutely, 100%. Um, mm. I don't know. I want to use another biblical analogy. Uh, you know, well, that's something I wanted to ask about too. So continue, and then I'll ask my question. Okay. <laughs> um, you know, Jesus didn't go to the Pharisees like, "Oh, you're wrong." So I don't, I don't ever want to talk to you again. I don't know. I, that, I don't know if that's a good analogy or not. 
No, Jesus had discourse with the Pharisees. Jesus talked with the Pharisees about, you know, what was the kingdom to come and and gave them truth that they didn't even know they needed, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And uh, anyways, I, I just, I don't know, I think that's a good example. What were you going to ask? Well, I was going to ask uh, something I heard from Apology Studios is talking about true biblical um, social justice, that the word social justice is actually a biblical term. It is. But it's been skewed and turned into this, like, weapon. It's know? been taken captive by these godless ideologies mm. we've been talking about. Do you do you happen to know what, like, so I guess true social justice is the justice that Jesus will set, you know, he'll sure, justify yeah. the people in the I age think, to come. I think so. I think it's biblical justice, um, which is kind of what you're talking about. Mm. I think it's also important to... to Remember that the the ideologies that we're talking about have hijacked the the uh, verbiage that we use. They've they've uh, hijacked the words that in which we describe what we believe in. Well, it's 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 classic deception tactics. Yeah, for sure. You know, changing vocabulary. We all this vocabulary is is changing and forming, and it's like. That's kind of what the enemy uses for you know, sure to like, mm, you know, for sure. It's, it's like, so close. It's so close. Right. But it's not it's not actually truth. Well, it's this it's this thing. Right. So it's like barely off. But eventually, you know, it's so far away. You're yeah. You, you know, yeah, 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 we could do a whole podcast on that. <laughs> Dude, when he says Frank Sinatra, bro. Oh, Papa. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. And he was sweating. It looks kind of. It looks like it was kind of hot, but I was like, South South Dakota and in, in July. I'm I'm not sure. Because <laughs> this was outside. This wasn't in a building. Thank you. Thank you very much. I love how he didn't ad lib. Sorry, can you pause it one more time? Sorry, I should have said this earlier. He didn't ad lib in this speech. There are a couple times where you can see that he kind of went off script, but the rest mm. of the time he's reading it. Mm. And I think that he, either his advisors, either on the campaign or in his administration, were advising him, okay, this needs to be a measured speech, kind of like a State of the Union address, mm. where you're talking very, very eloquently very structured. It's, it's not a campaign rally. Right. And I think that anybody is, that's watching this live with us that hasn't seen it before is probably thinking, to, you're probably thinking to yourself, well, why doesn't he sound like he usually does in a rally? Well, that's because I think that he understands how important this speech is, how important this moment is, not only in his presidency, but honestly, in the history of the United States. And I truly mm. believe that he understands the gravity of of that and where we're headed. Yeah. So anyways, that's great. Yeah. We will state the truth in full. Yeah. Without apology. We declare that the United States of America is the most just and exceptional nation ever to exist on earth. 100%. We are proud of the fact that our country was founded on Judeo-Christian principles. Judeo-Christian principles. And we understand that these values have dramatically advanced the cause of peace and justice throughout the world. Yeah, that's really good. We know that the American family 
is the bedrock of American life. The nuclear family. He's even talking about He understands it. We recognize the solemn right and moral duty of every nation to secure its borders. There you go. And we are building the wall. (laughs) We remember that governments exist to protect the safety and happiness of their own people. A nation must care for its own citizens first. That's good. One thing to note, too, is I don't think the wall was even Trump's idea. No, it's pretty, been it's been a while. It's been an idea for a while. <laughs> but but like you were saying, all these politicians who have been there for so long, they say one thing and, and they don't follow through. Mm. Because when they actually get in office, when they get elected and have the political power, they're like, well, um, it's not very popular, <laughs> so I'm not going to do it. You mm. know, and I don't know. It's interesting. I think it's just an observation. I mean, full disclosure, I I totally support it, and um, you know, I think it's crazy how much this president has gotten done and followed through with almost all of his promises um there might be a handful and if you want to leave them in the comments let me know i'd love to look at them but yeah but seriously it's crazy to think about how much he's done that he said he was going to do mm. so anyways that's it must take care of america first it's time <laughs> we believe in equal <laughs> opportunity time. Equal, justice, equal opportunity, equal and justice, equal and equal treatment of every race, background. Hi, I'm Nikki Haley. Mr. Senator So that's so important right there is that he believes and understands the fact that we need to have equality of opportunity of justice, that every single person is not seen differently under the law, but they are, they are seen as equals. Mm. Um, so I don't know. Every color, every color, born and unborn, Bo- oh. is made in the holy made. image of God. I mean, that is so good. I, I think it's so hard for us because we don't really know Trump's heart. We can't really see his heart. He doesn't talk about God in a very casual way. Um, I, I think that it's hard to believe that somebody who says something like that in his speech doesn't believe in God. Mm. Now, I don't know if he's a follower of Jesus. Um, he could be Jewish for goodness sake. I honestly don't know. And I honestly wouldn't be surprised if he was Jewish. That might be a hot take too. I don't know. Yeah. But I think that he understands it. I think that he, he does believe in God as, as much of a sinner as he is. I think we all are, aren't we? And all of our sins in God's eyes are seen as equal. Mm. And, uh, anyways, I, I, I just think that that definitely gets buried in all this, political talk that we have born and unborn. Um, born and unborn. That is so crucial because that is probably the greatest civil rights issue of our time. Mm, yeah. <laughs> so anyways, that's, that's another podcast for another time. So good. So good. We want free and open debate, not speech codes free and, open and debate. cancel culture. So important. We embrace tolerance, 
not prejudice. Mm, we so support good. the courageous men and women of law enforcement. I love the way he said that. Law enforcement. Law we will never abolish no. our police or our great Second Amendment, which gives us the right to keep, keep and bear arms. We believe that our children should be taught to love their country, mm. honor their history, and respect our great American flag. That's good. We stand tall, we stand proud, and we only kneel to Almighty God. I'm in. So good. So, so good. So important. This is who we are. This is what we believe. And these are the values that will guide us as we strive to build an even better and greater future. Those who seek to erase our heritage want Americans to forget our pride and our great dignity so that we can no longer understand ourselves or America's destiny. In toppling the heroes of 1776, they seek to dissolve the bonds of love and loyalty that we feel for our country Hmm. and that we feel for each other. Their goal is not a better America. Their goal is to end America. Hmm. And a big thing to note is he's not talking about a group of citizens. He's talking about specific people that are placed in powerful positions within our government. And beyond that, that are involved in owning our media systems, that are involved in the Federal Reserve banking system. Hmm. It's all connected, and I think when people talk about this stuff they're like oh well you think really you could yeah <laughs> people coordinate yeah. football plays people yeah. build mass you know uh companies people create things all the time there's there's coordinated you know regimes all the time all throughout history there's things Seriously. where it's coordinated and so like if you think that if uh, someone that has billions of dollars isn't going to buy up media outlets to push a certain agenda that they personally want to empower them and give them more power cuz it just to me it makes sense if you have if you have all the money in the world let's say you have 10 private islands yachts helicopters planes um okay what else do you what else can you want and get if you don't believe in god right if you don't want god or if even if you do believe in god but you hate him <laughs> what else do you want you want to be your own god you yeah. want power, so you're going to go and gain that. How do you gain that? Oh, well, you control what people watch, what they know. Okay, what's next? Okay, you buy into the big tech companies. Boom, 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 um, and so on and so forth. I don't think you buy into the the medical system. You create, you know, uh, it's it's shown for sure, like that Dr. Fauci owns the patent on coronavirus. Hmm. Like it's it's a conflict of interest, you know, and I, I don't want to get into all all of that, but it's not that big of a stretch yeah to think that people that are really powerful you know these the the rothschilds all these you know these uh global uh, elitist families like you know that actually practice these demonic rituals and all these things aren't Mm. gonna go for more power Mm -hmm. it just like 
you know, we, we think that, oh, well, you know, they all have the best, our, our best interest in mind. You know, it's like, that's not true. It's really not. And so I don't want to get, I don't want to get uh, uh, pulled down for fake news. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but here we go. I got on my soapbox. <laughs> in its place, they want power for themselves. But just as patriots did in centuries past, the American people will stand in their way, mm. and we will win, and win quickly and with great dignity. We will never let them rip America's heroes from our monuments mm. or from our hearts. By tearing down Washington and Jefferson, these radicals would tear down the very heritage for which men gave their lives to win the Civil War. <laughs> they would erase the memory that inspired those soldiers to go to their deaths, singing these mm. words of the battle hymn of the Republic. As he died to make men holy, let us... Let us die to make men free. Mm. Oh, man. That song, every time I hear it, just makes me want to cry. Like, to so, so much. While God is, while marching, God is on. marching on. Come on. So good. That song is so good. Mm. Hey, hey, Jared, what's your favorite type of pasta? Favorite type of pasta? Yeah, it was a question by Michael Swirsky. Swirsky. Michael Swirsky. Hey, Michael. Thanks for watching, <laughs> by the way. Uh, I don't know. All right, I can't. We'll, we'll Glu Gluten-free pasta. Gluten there's my, there's pasta. my answer. <laughs> I agree. <It's> good. <laughs> hey, hey, hey by, Austin, hey, by the way. Hey, by thanks for, oh, thanks for watching Austin Marsh. Yeah, yes, yes. Sorry. And by the way, uh, I was, it's funny that we were saying this at the same time. By the way, Hope Dobson, if you ever are watching <laughs> this, I miss you. I want you oh, to be back home. So, so. cute. <laughs> they would tear down the principles that propelled the abolition of slavery and ultimately around the world ending an evil institution that had plagued humanity for thousands and thousands of years. <laughs> thousands Our opponents thousands. would tear apart the very documents that Martin Luther King used to express his dream and mm. the ideas that were the foundation of the Righteous Movement for Civil Rights. Amen. They would tear down the beliefs, culture, and identity that have made America the most vibrant and tolerant society in the history of the Earth. My fellow Americans, it is time to speak up loudly and strongly That's and so powerfully yeah. and defend the integrity of our country. So important. Patriots. So good. This is one of the times where I think he's annoyed that they interrupted him. <laughs> His face. Okay, enough. <laughs> so funny. It is time for our politicians to summon the bravery and determination of our American ancestors. It is That's time. so good. That's really, really good. It is time to plant our flag and to protect 
the greatest of this nation for citizens of every race, in every city, and every part of this glorious land. For the sake of our honor, for mm. the sake of our children, yeah. for the sake of our union, we must protect and preserve our history, our heritage, and our great heroes. Here tonight, before the eyes of our forefathers, Americans declare again, as we did 244 years ago, that we will not be tyrannized. We oh, goodness gracious. At goodness gracious. I'm so glad I have premium. <laughs> like, if I had to sit through this every time I watched YouTube, I would literally delete it. Be demeaned, and we will not be intimidated by mm. bad, evil people. people. It will not happen. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> uh. USA. USA, USA. Bad people. We will proclaim the ideals of the Declaration of Independence, mm. and we will never surrender the spirit and the courage and the cause of July 4th, 1776. Upon this ground, we will stand firm and unwavering in the face of lies meant to divide us demoralize us and diminish us, we will show that the story of America unites us, inspires us, includes us all, and makes everyone free. Hmm. We must demand that our children are taught once again to see America, as did Reverend Martin Luther King when he said that the founders had signed a promissory note to every future generation. Dr. King saw that the mission of justice required us to fully embrace our founding ideals. Those ideals are so important to us. He ad-libbed right there. Founding ideals. He, he's ad-libbing. He called on his fellow <laughs> citizens not to rip down their heritage, mm. but to live up to their heritage. Mm. That's really good. Above all, our children from every community must be taught that to be American is to inherit the spirit of the most adventurous and confident people ever to walk the face of the earth. Yeah. Americans are the people who pursued our manifest destiny across the ocean, into the uncharted wilderness, over the tallest mountains, and then into the skies, and even into the stars. Mm. We are the country of Andrew Jackson, Ulysses S. Grant, oh, and Frederick Douglass. We are the land of <laughs> Wild Bill Hickok and Buffalo Bill Cody. This is, Bailey Bill and I's, Cody. this is Bailey and I's favorite part. We are the nation <laughs> that gave rise to the Wright brothers. Hey, that's true. Tuskegee. True. Airman. Let's go. That's true. Harriet Tubman. Come on. Clara Barton. Yeah. Jesse Owens. George Patton. General jo George, George, George Patton. Patton. <laughs> the great Louis Armstrong. My name it. is John Chan. 
Okay. You know, you know, uh, say something, Jared. Louis Armstrong. I love Louis Armstrong, by the way. Um, La Vie en Rose is probably my favorite song by him for sure. Alan Shepard. But anyways. Elvis Presley. is dope. And Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali. I know. And only America could have produced That is so good. Right there. No other place. I love that. I love that phrase. No other place. Love that we place. are the culture of the UFC that put up the Hoover <laughs> Dam, laid down the highways, mm. sculpted the skyline of Manhattan. Manhattan. We are the people who dreamed a spectacular dream. <laughs> it was called Las Vegas in the Nevada <laughs> Desert. <laughs> we built up Miami. That's from- hilarious. Did you it's think he's so going to say something else? <laughs> And then he's just like, Las Vegas, <laughs> baby. <laughs> By the way, Nick said Adblock is an amazing tool in uh, in Asterix. Ah, nice. Yeah. Our, he's told me about that. Thanks, Nick. Uh, I, I, I appreciate it. Except it's illegal. So <laughs> you are a fascist. <laughs> the Florida Marsh. Canceled. And who carved Canceled, our heroes into the face of... Mount Rushmore. Mount Rushmore, come on. Americans harnessed electricity, split the atom, and gave the world the telephone and the internet. Hmm. We settled the Wild West, won two world wars. Yeah, true. Landed American astronauts on the moon. Oh, this is my favorite part. And one day very soon. This is my favorite part. We will plant our flag on Mars. Yeah, we will. I'm so excited. Let's go. Super, super excited. We gave the world the poetry of Walt Whitman. It's coming. The stories of Mark Twain. Mm -hmm. The songs of Irving Berlin. The voice of Ella Fitzgerald. Almost, Almost here. The style. Of Frank, Frank Sinatra. Sinatra. Let's go! <laughs> the comedy of Bob Hope. <laughs> the power of the Saturn V rocket. The yeah. toughness of the Ford F-150. Let's go! Boy. Let's go! <laughs> and the awesome might of the American aircraft carriers. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Aircraft Americans must carriers. never lose sight of this miraculous story. We should never yeah. lose sight of it. Nobody has ever done it like we have done it. So today, under the authority vested in me as President of the United States, mm. I am announcing the creation of a new monument to mm. Oh, goodness gracious. Mm. I will say that when I watched this live, this was like the biggest jaw drop of the entire thing. Right. I just was so ecstatic mm. and happy. And let's watch it. And then it's almost over. We got like three minutes, folks. Yeah, it's almost we'll over. Get hit by another ad. <laughs> I am signing an executive order to establish the National Guard of American heroes. Mm, let's go. A vast outdoor park that will feature the statues of the greatest Americans to ever live. That's so good. 
from this night and from this magnificent place. <laughs> let us go forward united in our purpose and rededicated mm. in our resolve. Mm -hmm. We will raise the next generation of American patriots. Mm. We will write the next thrilling chapter of the American adventure. Mm. And we will teach our children to know that they live in a land of legends, yeah. that nothing can stop them. It's true. And that no one can hold them down. Yep. So good. They will know that in America, you can do anything, you can be anything, and together we can achieve, achieve anything. anything. <laughs> Uplifted by the titans of Mount Rushmore, mm -hmm. we will find unity that no one expected. We will make strides that no one thought possible. This country will be everything that our citizens have hoped for for so many years and that our enemies fear because we will never forget that mm -hmm. the American freedom exists for American greatness. And Amen. that's what we have, American, American greatness. greatness. So good. So good. Centuries from now, our legacy will be the cities we built, mm. the champions we forged, the good that we did, and the monuments we created to inspire us all. Yeah. My fellow citizens, America's destiny is in our sights. America's heroes. If you own now No. I had a feeling. Oh, mercy. We have like a minute and a oh, half. No. <laughs> Next oh. time, I'm, I'm using my premium account. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any any words before he finishes up? No, no. Keep, I, I, I'm, Just I'm, go I'm for good it. To, I'm okay. good to the end. We're embedded in our hearts. America's future is in our hands. And ladies mm. and gentlemen. So good. The this best line. is yet to come. Oh, So good. That He's wind, like, though. That I know. Wind. It was so windy. <laughs> this has been a great honor for the First Lady and myself to be with you. I love your state. I love this country. I'd like to wish everybody a very happy Fourth of July. To all, God bless you. Mm. God bless your families. God bless yes. our great military. And God, God bless, bless America. America. Thank you very much. Thank you. Very I just want much. everyone to, to see my face right now. I am, I just watching that speech just brings such joy to my heart. Mm. It makes me so happy. And I just have so much pride for my country and the country that I live in. Mm. And the fact that I can talk about my belief in Jesus, um, the fact that I can go and try to tell people about Jesus, share the gospel, it all is rooted in the very founding principles 
that we have that that our country was founded on. And I think that that was such a, a great summarization of the history of our country, the importance of why we should remember our history. Um, I just think it was such a great speech. The only other speech, at least in recent times, that compares to this is this last State of the Union that I heard him give, and it was just incredible. Mm. And it was a super long speech, a lot longer than this. But it was just a, a, a great... I, I just loved absolutely every single minute of it. Um, but I think that at the beginning of this, Bailey, you kind of... <laughs> kind of spoiled it for everybody but we we truly believe that this will go down as one of president trump's greatest speeches mm. in my opinion for sure and if he gets reelected, i think that this will this speech will go down as one of the reasons why he he got reelected. Mm. Um, not just because of this speech but because of the beliefs and ideologies truly that come out of this speech because you you see where he comes from um, where he ca- comes from on, on all these issues that are, are at the forefront of our minds as Americans and what we're dealing with right now in the here and now. And um, so anyways, I think those are my closing thoughts. I don't know what you had or any no, questions. That, or anything. I think that's a great way to, way to, way to end this. So it was great. Yeah. <laughs> I loved it. Appreciate you, um, Jared for, for coming on here and uh, talking about that and, I'm sure we'll have follow-up episodes of uh, 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 cultural Marxism and, mm. and what, what what was the uh, the other terminology that you were uh, in cr- critical theory critical theory intersectionality um, yeah. that's another that's another one I forgot to we mention wanted to talk about those but I think that's a great way to wrap this up and uh, again thanks for coming on here thanks for being bold to talk about this stuff and and yeah I think something like that does make me proud to be an American. Mm. Because at least I know Humphrey. (laughs) (laughs) I think they played that song. Oh, they played every single one of his speeches. They do. Awesome. So, all right, brother. Well, this was awesome. I agree. (laughs) And we will see you guys later. Peace. Hey guys, if y'all are listening on the audio right now, please go over and subscribe to the YouTube channel. You will get all of the podcasts there instantly. So we live stream on the YouTube. And if you want to get the episodes as soon as possible, go over to Created Curious with Bailey Mullins on YouTube and you'll have everything right there. You can also interact with us live during the show and comment. A lot of times we read those comments and we add that into the discussion. So thank you guys so much for listening and I hope you all have a great day.